0: Hello, humans. Hello, humans. It's about uh, 8-something in the morning. Maybe it's like 8.30. Saturday, May 13th. Sitting out in the sun here. It's probably a little noisy because of the ocean in the background. Trying to see if the... um, There we go. Okay. Um, Trying to see if the recorder was working in the sun here. Anyway, um, well, we've got a clam tide here today. I think it's like 2 in the afternoon, so it's like a perfect sort of thing. It's going to be hot here. Uh, It was hot yesterday, so it's like maybe 61. That's really hot for the ocean because of the continual um, breeze moving to the east. Uh, It's always cooling. Anyway, so... Two o'clock is going to be a good time for the clam dig, dig we're expecting. And it's weekend and it's uh, the last clam, last two days of clam digging. And uh, the local parks are packed with people camping. Uh, RVs, all of that, all the hotels and stuff are packed. So I expect maybe we'll get big crowds. And on our beach here, it's three miles uh, that you can get access here to the actual... Uh, clam well actually maybe it's three and a half miles if you go over towards the river a bit but but basically three miles and we've had the three miles have uh four thousand people um stretched out along them digging clams uh on very uh nice days like today etc right in good timing Uh, You know, a lot of people don't like getting up, (laughs) driving an hour to the ocean in order to get clams at six in the morning. Uh, So you don't see a lot of people on early, early clam tides. Anyway, though, I'm sitting out here taking the sun because I'm a hurting fucker. Um, Worked too hard on cleaning the glazing in the greenhouse. Got all the interior vertical walls cleaned. Now I have to do the interior ceiling and the exterior walls and the exterior Uh, roof surface glazing. That's going to be challenging, to say the least. Uh, But, you know, something to do. Anyway, I wanted to talk for a minute about ChatGPT and AI. So I retweeted a tweet today by a guy who says he's convinced that ChatGPT has come up with this um, anti-gravity thing, which is spinning mercury. Now I retweeted it because I think there really is something there with spinning Mercury, not because ChatGPT invented this. Okay, so this guy is of the opinion that uh, ChatGPT can be creative, and that's the opinion of most people. As though the the um, because and it's because they put the label artificial intelligence on it that people instantly jump to this conclusion that these. Software programs can create something new, which they are not able to do. Right? They're not able to do that. They are not even able to make, um, for the for the main for almost all of it. They operate in a deterministic fashion, just making links between uh, databases, between words and databases. So all they can do is link words up. So if it so anyway. So the thing I retreated was this um, idea that spinning Mercury can cause a, um, he wrote it down as a radiation effect that affects, that is anti-gravity. Well, okay, so in my model of of universe, of the materium, gravity does not exist. That only exists from the um, um, atheistic Einsteinian view of things. Uh, Gravity is a force, and they can't reconcile it because it doesn't exist, they can't define it. They can't describe it because it doesn't exist. It's just a, a concept, not a reality. Anyway, though, so uh, this guy uh, uses ChatGPT. He writes this long tweet about how ChatGPT has discovered uh, spinning mercury as an anti gravity effect. Okay. So uh, Cozy Rev had determined that there are properties to mercury that are not apparent uh, on, on first glance at this stuff. And that in his opinion, these properties went to interacting with the active qualities of time. And I'm uh, in agreement, uh, of that opinion, not just because of what he said, not just because it was cozy rev, because I always redo all of his experiment experiments, but because I've done the experiments myself and have caused uh, strange things to occur with mercury, um, that are outside of the, um, ability to be predicted by the nature of the experiment itself. Anyway, so um, I'll describe one of those in a minute. Um, so I retweeted this. The guy's opinion is that he's discovered anti-gravity stuff. Now what has actually happened is that ChatGPT was just instructed and no one ever provides their prompts, so you don't know uh, what form of prompt injection they use to do, to produce these results. but. ChatGPT can only do inner word linking, and if you use specific words, it's going to use those words as the jumping off point for its search. Because ChatGPT is basically just a particular kind of a search engine. It's not creative, it has no intelligence, and it is artificial in the sense of its software, but that's about as far as it goes. So anyway, ChatGPT comes up with this thing and presents him with this idea of spinning mercury having anti-gravity effects. And... It will always encounter stuff that can provide answers for whatever it is you 're asking, and um just because you may not have heard of them or you may not have considered the presentation doesn 't mean another human didn 't write that so it 's not necess- it 's not chat that 's necessarily producing any of this stuff. what it is doing is retrieving uh, sequences of words and then putting them using natural language processing, putting them into a a structured sentence approach. It has no understanding of anything that it's reporting to you, right? So it does not know an anus um, from an astronaut from America. All it knows is the interlinking of, of words. And so the, um, but the guy uh, brings up this idea of spinning Mercury. So that has been out there and written about in the public domain since at least the 1960s. I think from the 1950s. Um, with the T. Townsend Brown stuff. And so you'll see this repetition of ChatGPT, quote, discovering um, these hidden anti-gravity approaches. And it is not true. All it is is just providing you linkages of something that's uh, been written about anti-gravity. And it has no way of saying, uh, of discriminating, between fiction and nonfiction. So here's the here's the deal. If I write a science fiction book, now right now it's not possible because Chat GPT is not learning new material. It's been capped off as of October 2021 uh, because the Mother Wefers did not want it to have. Uh, the ability to pull out current information about either Ukraine war, the stolen 2020 election, the stolen 2022 elections, or what the mother weffers are doing. They can't have chat be uh, current. Okay, all, so they cap it off. So all it can do is pick out uh, stuff in the... Um, uh, that's pre-existing in the language. So if it were open now to, to new learning, I could write something that was totally outrageous. That let's just say that it turns out that if you do a, if you make a um, peanut butter and marshmallow uh, cream uh, sandwich and on the outside of that, that and you use whole wheat bread, And on the outside of that peanut butter and marshmallow cream sandwich made out of whole wheat bread, if you then apply a uh, complete layer, completely seal it in uh, a one-quarter inch, no thicker, no smaller, layer of um, cream cheese and then dust the whole thing uh, with powdered sugar, that it will float. It'll actually levitate right up off the plate. So if you get a bunch of these, you can put them in together and and, uh, put them into a cage, you can put that cage into your car and your car will float. All right, and so now we all know that, that I wrote a fiction book. This was a story for kids. It's intended to get them to eat their peanut butter and marshmallow cream or whatever the hell, but it's an entirely spurious fictional story. And chat would come across that. It would be linked, it would be fit right in, and at some point it would know it was from a book, but, uh, and it could even determine that that book had been categorized as fiction. Okay. However, it can't do that in real time. So when you're asking it, Uh, detail to me all of the most recent anti-gravity discoveries and say that it was, as I say, it was current and it had just read this and I'd written this, um, say, you know, three or four weeks ago or something and it showed up, then it would say and would report that, hey, the top dog one is, you know, being able to fly with uh, peanut butter and marshmallow cream sandwiches covered with cream cheese and dusted with powdered sugar. And that this really works and there's a lot of... um, uh, uh, word and power behind it. People are talking about it and stuff. So, see, so, so that it would provide that as a solution because it's not analyzing or thinking about any of this stuff. It's just making linkages. Anyway, so we can always instantly dispute anything that um, Chat's going to present as being considered uh, scientific, analyzed, or anything. All it is is interlinking between words. That, uh, and so thereafter, by the way, if I had done that, we would find that we'd always tend to shade over, and we would, I would have made inadvertently, I would have made a link inside Chat GPT for UFOs and peanut butter and UFOs and marshmallow cream. And so, as the volume of words on marshmallow cream and peanut butter rose independent of our structure about the sandwich floating, it would nonetheless tend to power Chat GPT to thinking that there really was something in this idea of peanut butter and um, marshmallow cream being an anti-gravity force just because of the sheer number of words because it and it goes on the words that are on a popularity kind of thing right words most frequently used and you cannot alter this no matter what you do to uh, with your prompt injection so i've worked with a bunch of people and we've tried to do that Uh, repeatedly and none of us have been able to succeed and we had a little test and it's um it's just the way they've structured it it's not you're not able to overcome that and and teach it to think in a different way so to speak teach it to link in a different way it's just not able to uh take that instruction set and i can see why because if it could then you could seriously hijack it and uh anyway so chloe Anyway, sorry guys, out, out here and the dogs are annoying, the tourists to the south, I was uh, getting the stuff out of their house or getting ready to go to the beach or something. Uh, okay, so there's the chat GPT thing. Oh, okay, so, all right, uh, just on the spinning mercury, all right. So, uh, spinning mercury has been a, um, a thing since T-Towns, and, well, actually since before that, since um, uh, Tesla. Okay, so Tesla did some early experiments. I want to say they were like 18... Uh, 1898 or something like that. Very early experiments, he started messing with Mercury. It wasn't easily obtained. Uh, it always has had a reputation for being unstable and for having uh, health risks, right? So he didn't never got into it. He used it in some of his devices. He'd had a... Um, uh one of his patents i believe talks about using a mercury as a bearing surface uh for in essence for like a um uh in in a little tiny droplet form and it would be a an active bearing uh in lieu of um this form of lead so you have to know that back in the 19 Uh, early 1900s there was a kind of bearing surface that was made out of lead because the lead would soften and it was a soft uh, bearing as a and so the the harder iron would be twisting in a bearing surface of lead that couldn't go anywhere that was compressed by wherever it was put in and so it becomes sort of a fluid and then when the machine isn't being used the lead hardens up so it has issues right uh, it was not a good solution to making bearings. And we end up with hard bearing surfaces being, with um, petroleum oils uh, being the best um, uh, solution for our technology. But at the time, uh, they used to have these situations. And one of his ideas was, he was trying to make this thing, um, I think it was it was on when he was trying to come up with a commutator for um, AC current. Uh, and he was thinking to use a, uh, central pivot oscillating commutator that had that central pivot resting in a little tiny pool of mercury. And he discovered some interesting effects that were caused by the electrical current uh, within his device, and so he abandoned the idea of using mercury in it. Okay, so I know that we go all the way back, at least to Tesla, uh, with mercury being unstable. And it was it's unstable in the presence of an electric fluid, or electric um, field. Um, it's also, an, it's it's sort of unstable it's actually the reverse of unstable it's rigid in the presence of a, a permanent magnet field and will always take the opposing polarity an interesting sort of reflective surface in terms of magnetism okay and we can get into that some other time anyway so I was messing around with some um, experiments I thought about this and then I went ahead and bought some mercury you can obtain it it's not particularly expensive um, usually it's, um, intended for like school demonstrations and that sort of thing. Right. Uh, although I got some for a scientific purpose and it arrives in a, um, you can get it in a couple of forms. Uh, I wanted to get some in a vial. They were sold out. So I had to wait for that. And in the meantime, I got it in a capsule. So the mercury is sealed in a glass capsule that it was 10 grams of mercury. So maybe the capsule's like an inch high and, you know, maybe three or, or a third of an inch to, uh, 40% of an inch in width. So it's not, not half an inch wide probably. And the mercury is inside there. Uh, it's very heavy. So you're not getting a large volume anyway. So I was just futzing around and I had a, I was sitting there talking to a guy, um, about some other stuff. Maybe I can get into that too. But anyway, so I was talking to some people on a Zoom call and I was sitting there and I had some micro wire, the very fine wire that's insulated that you use in um, mocking up circuit boards uh, before you get to the point of doing a prototype of the board itself. You're just running out the circuit in wires. Anyway, and so I had, I had a bunch of this micro wire and so I, I started wrapping it around this um, capsule. Okay, this is a sealed capsule. It's, the glass has been melted and sealed. Very well done. Uh, you know, obviously, school kind of demonstration. You could put it in a, uh, some kind of a display or whatever. Anyway, so I, I just started at the midpoint of the capsule and, and wound down towards one of the poles. This is a micro, or one end, and this is a micro wire. So I did several different wraps in that half. And then cut the two wires and just let them sit. And then I went and got another color of micro wire, another color of insulation around it, and wrapped the other half. And I wrapped the other half in an uh, opposing fashion. So I wrapped one half of it clockwise and the other half of it counterclockwise. And I did three layers of wraps, more or less the same length on each of the two halves. And so, and then I cut the wires. And so I had I had four terminating points, of uh wires to form two circuits and so i connect these wires this is after the the zoom call after we'd done our business there and um i connect these two wires to this little device i've got which is a handheld uh uh or or not handheld but a hand cranked um dc electric generator Uh, and it's got the ability to to uh drive two circuits and so i just clip it in i'm just futzing around i'm not expecting anything to occur but i know that mercury spins in the presence of an electric field and so i'm just i'm cranking it a little bit and hey the mercury's starting to just like oscillate and wobble and shake and all of this kind of stuff it's like oh i'm getting an effect and so just for the hell of it i i held put my one hand down and put my weight on top of the um the gen, little generator, it's only, you know, I mean, my palm covers the top of it. It's a little tiny thing. And uh, had it hang over the table there and just cranked like hell on it. <laughs> right? So I just generating, uh, generating all kinds of electricity uh, in two circuits. And uh, the mercury starts spinning one way at one uh, end of the capsule and another way at the other end of the capsule. And I think, oh, wow. And I start really, 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 really cranking it. And, and you can see... The mercury itself, attempting to split into two um, two columns, I guess you'd say, or or two spheres, uh, locating, uh, trying to locate. So it bulges out at the end of the towards the the end of the capsule and separates, uh, uh, almost separates in the in the middle. Um, at the equator point of the capsule, as each of the hemispheres within the capsule are starting to spin the opposite direction, and they're spinning relatively fast in the opposite direction at the um, capsule at the end of the capsule at the end of this little pill-shaped thing, and no spin at all in the um, in the middle. So it winds down, and you, so obviously there's tension building in there uh, that that the whole thing wouldn't spin. So I really, really, really crank it, and then it was like, ka-wump! Okay, there was this um, noise of uh, the uh, explosion of the little capsule and so and, and I had this in a plastic box okay i 'm not it 's actually um a, a Tupperware thing right it 's a food storage plastic box so you can see through it I just put the, the micro wires don 't don 't get crimped or bent when you put the um, the top on and seal it because it doesn 't seal that tight right it 's not that sharp edged. they get crimped but they're not not cut off and so you can do things like this little tiny quick and dirty experiments and and it was sort of my little safety shield and it was a good thing i had it because the mercury went everywhere uh it was just like flying out of there in this little instant of um, of an explosion and and i'm not sure it was an explosion or an implosion i don't know what actually happened but i know that the the little glass um, capsule just shattered into tiny little fragments everywhere inside this plastic container. And then as I say, the mercury was just everywhere. I'm in the process of cleaning it up. You can do it with a magnet. So you can use a magnet to push mercury off of other surfaces. And so I'm, I'm getting it all um, collected and I'm gonna put it into a little jar uh, and continue my experiments. But so, um, so obviously there was some level of, um, uh, I don't want this kind of force going on here relative to the mercury and the electric fields. And the fact that those electric fields were both counter rotating and very crudely uh separated when I at the very last there I noticed that I had had some overlap at the point of the equator. Maybe the outcome here would have been entirely different had I'd separated the uh two windings by say a millimeter or so instead of having that you know they not only just bumped up against each other but that last winding took a couple of loops around the uh first set so it was a very confused electric field at that point anyway though so uh you know so that's why i went ahead and um uh and retweeted this thing that this guy had had from chat, not because I think chats created anything. It's just interesting. And, um, um a lot of us have done experiments, including cozy Rev, to suggest that indeed there's something really cool about mercury. Uh, these guys here think mercury they're thinking anti-gravity. They're thinking radiation and all of that. Um, I'm with cozy Rip. This is, um, mercury has the ability to interact with the, uh, active qualities of time and it's um uh, we can also i'm pretty sure get around get around to to making it mechanistic in terms of our interaction with these active qualities of time anyway i'm gonna get some more coffee and and uh try and reduce the pain load and then go out and (laughs) decide to do something this here is a avoidance behavior so all right guys talk to you later